This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products and services for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Shogun, Vicon's visual effects software, developed specifically for the needs of the VFX community, captures performances effortlessly, in real time, and delivers robust, accurate, reliable data. The latest release of Shogun now includes full range of motion, high-fidelity finger capture, along with other massive quality-of-life improvements, so you can capture reality faster. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. The fact that I get to bridge this weird world between performer and, but like, fangirl first, let's be real, is so dope. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here, go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. If there's something that, that you're curious about or if you have any questions, like, go out and find the answers for yourself. What I think I love the best about it is just its family environment. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Welcome back to season two of the Performance Capture podcast. I have another amazing guest lined up for you today. She has the most incredible hair in the industry and is calling us today from London. Can you introduce yourself and your professional title, please? My name is Katie Lydon and I grew up in Hull in the north of England. And Katie, can you tell me and everybody listening today what your professional title is? Uh, My title is Virtual Production Supervisor. Tell us a little bit more about that. What what does that entail? That kind of entails a whole bunch of things on the motion capture side. So from capturing data to running headcams. And I specialize in building tools in Unreal for live previews. So you can have all sorts of fun things from virtual cameras to VR scouting, all that kind of stuff. And for anybody that's not technical like myself, what does the term previews mean? What does that what would that entail? Live prises is being able to visualize the performance of an actor on a character live. So you can watch your performance on the character as you're seeing your actor perform. Oh, wow. So it's it's live streaming kind of thing. And then it writes it to yeah. the animation. Wow, that's cool. And we always ask everybody that comes on this show, because I'm sure you know that describing what performance capture is, is never very easy. So we're going to give you the first challenge of the day, which is how you would best describe what performance capture is. Performance capture is at its core just recording the body and face data of a person in the suit. So you stick them in lycra, cover them in shiny balls and hit record at its core. And it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because it can be absolutely anything. Any action you can think of, we can probably capture it. Wow, that's great. And uh, just off topic, because um, I've been seeing different things. What is the most exciting thing you've ever captured? Because I know some studios have captured animals like horses or dogs or extreme stunts, things like that. What's, what's, what is, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever captured? I personally really like capturing creature work. Because there's something phenomenal about watching a person who is just walking around just suddenly change down into moving around as an ape or as a vampire or something that's just crawling around on all fours. Like, it's it's incredible to just see this switch flipped. And it's like, oh, my God, they're they're not human anymore, but they're definitely human. I can see them. But their motion is really not that. And it's such an incredible skill. Like, it's amazing to watch. 
That's so cool. I love that. And this is always something that I find really very interesting is how people get into this industry. I know when I've talked about this with guests before, I certainly stumbled upon performance capture. wasn't sure what it was when I got my job as Evie Fry in Assassin's Creed. I had an audition that came through my manager and... I didn't even know it was just for a video game and there was all this hush-hush NDAs as we have. An NDA, for anybody that doesn't know, is a non-disclosure agreement, which means that you can't tell anything about what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, I stumbled upon it. It wasn't something that I even really knew about and then became quickly immersed in it. How did you discover performance capture? How did you get into it, your first gig? I know you geared your education towards it now, which is really interesting that they're offering courses in that. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I did game design at Staffordshire University. Primarily wanted to focus on animation and they had a Vicon studio set up there, which we got to go in and use. And they even had a Cara headset. So we got to do body capture and face capture. And it was really, really interesting because it's both the technical and creative side of animation. It's just completely hooked me from the start. And you threw hand animation out the window now? Completely. Don't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us that, you know, the difference for us unanimators, why it's so great. I mean, you you were saying you're using Vicon systems at university, which is really very exciting. And as we know, this podcast is sponsored by the fantastic Vicon. Why is that so different now? And why is that so exciting that hand animation? Because, you know, hand animation was once revered as the greatest thing. And we still, you know, it's it's still amazing. But what's the difference between this? Can you explain why it's so exciting for you now to use the Vicon systems and not use hand animation? Hand animation will always have its place because there's things you just sometimes can't capture that uh, motion capture cameras just can't physically get at the moment. What motion capture data does is give you a really good baseline. You can get a solid performance from an actor and it'll just need tweaking and little adjustments when it's on the character to have a final polish, whereas hand animation, you'll have to go through and key every single bone in that body and really build upon each step of animation. And it's a really long process, whereas motion capture data, you've got to walk instead of having to put, oh, a key for this pose and an in-between pose and there's foots there and there's foots there. It just makes the process quicker. When you say key, that means the steps, right? That's the flicker book steps in art. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this basically cuts out a lot of that work, although there is there is a lot of post-production work with motion capture too. I know as an actor, we do the tiniest bit of work really compared to what you guys do as animators on the other side of it. I mean, we just provide a body, but you, you guys are really bringing these things to life in post-production. It's a huge process outside of the stage as well. Like from all aspects, it's not just animation that gets involved because you need your character modelers and then you'll have a technical animator that might rig and skin your model. And then a motion editor that will do all the post work, the polish on the performance and things like that. Like it's a big group effort Mm -hmm. to create all of the fantastical things that we see in games and films. And so we kind of touched upon it, but I would like you to expand on it. What is your favourite thing about motion capture? What excites you when you get up and go to work in the morning? Because you work at a really established studio. You work at Pinewood Studios, which is one of the biggest, best studios in England. What's your favourite thing about getting up and going and doing that every day? Everything is so completely different. 
I can have a week where I'll have five days shooting and it'll be five different projects and everything is completely different. One day it'll be a video game, the next day it'll be stunts for a film, the next it'll be something sports related or sign language. It can be absolutely anything with motion capture and it's just so exciting to see all of the different things that you can actually capture and how the industry changes and just coming up with weird and wonderful props like on the fly of what you need. It's super technical and super creative, like there's just nothing else like it. So as a virtual production supervisor, what is the day-to-day for you? What would you, if there are things that are similar every day of things that you have to do to get things running? At Centroid, we're quite a small team. So there's only five of us in production. So we kind of rotate around on the sort of big jobs on stage. So it'll rotate around who's going to be calibrating and capturing data, who's going to be on headcams. So really, I could be running the system. I could be running headcams. I could be on a ref cam. I could be running the floor, like any of those things. And then it's a combination of a group effort. So when someone needs a prop that we know nothing about, it's like, oh, I I need a skeleton that's hanging inside a locker. Okay, how are we going to make this mocap friendly? Because they've got to put their hands in, they've got to interact with it. Oh God, and then just suddenly running around a little bit like a maniac and just pulling random bits and bobs that we have just dotted around the stage and just bringing something to life that works. (laughs) That's really great. I love that. And I like mocap props because I remember once... um, (laughs) <laughs> on Assassin's Creed we had uh, a lady that had to have a dog in a purse that she carried around and it was it was just this almost like a foam brick yeah. that she carried that we had to <laughs> pretend and, and talk to the dog which was always fun we have so much stuff that's just made out of like scaff poles it's like oh you need a torch have a scaff pole oh you need a lantern have a scaff pole like a cable tie on it <laughs> here you go <laughs> And that's a great thing. That's the thing I love about motion capture as a, and performance capture as a performer is that we just live in our imaginary world. We have people like yourself that just give us these props that we get to be children again and go, oh, this is a, or this is a, you know, it doesn't look anything like that, but it's, it's what we imagine. So we began to talk about things that you love about motion capture Can you tell us a specific experience that you've enjoyed on the motion capture stage? Maybe a project that you're allowed to talk about now that has been out or also tell us a few of the projects that you've worked on. So one of the favourite things that we've worked on is probably um, StorySign, which is an app to help deaf children learn how to read. So we've had all kinds of um, different translators for different languages come in and sign different books for us. And it's been a really interesting experience and quite a learning experience as well, because we've had translators who've come in who are deaf so and may not lip read and may not speak English either. So you're having to explain the process to an interpreter who'll then explain it to the translator. And then it's like this really kind of interesting experience of just interacting with new people and finding different ways to be able to achieve the end goal. And it's just such a nice experience to do something that's not always just like guns and shooting and everyone's dead, which is great. But it's nice to kind of feel like it's something that's helping people as well. It's showing the other side. That is really, really rewarding. I've actually been learning American Sign Language here in in Los Angeles, and I have a new little baby that I'm trying to get to do baby sign. Um, so I'm really that that makes me so happy. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that answer, <laughs> and that that is really I'm I'm a huge supporter of that. A friend of mine, Rachel Shenton, won the Oscar for I don't know if you saw a movie called um, The Silent Child. No, it was I've on not the BBC it. as well. It's a, it's wonderful, and it won the Academy for best short film. Anyway, 
Um, it's about a deaf child and she's a big supporter of um, the deaf community in, in the UK. But that's great. So how did that, I mean, you had deaf, they were using the sign language and you were capturing that data. Yeah. Then yeah. you were making like short movies um, the idea of the app is is the specific books that are licensed to the app and they scan it in and then it pops up with an avatar and she starts telling the story. So she signs the language and the words highlight. Okay, so it's an, it's an animated person that's, that's on the app. Oh, great. Wow. How fantastic. And what's this app called? I want to I wanna check it out. Story Sign. Story Sign. Okay, everybody go download that Story Sign app. That sounds wonderful. Great. I love that. And... Um, that's really rewarding. So it's always a surprise to everyone. They expect a big film or a big game, but it's just, I think that was just so nice for something that's different and just it is rewarding. And I love that. And it's nice that Performance Capture now is being used. I mean, we talked about this in season one. Performance Capture began with the life sciences. And now it's, you know, a lot of people know that it's used for video games and things, but it's used a lot in sports and it's used a lot for athletes. And it began in life sciences and then the entertainment industry has now monopolized it as well but i think it's still mainly used in life sciences across the board so yeah i think so that's uh that's really great that we're being able to use this to really do good in the world i I love that so what advice would you give other people listening that want to become a virtual production supervisor like yourself and be that badass and get into that i mean you This is really great because I think a lot of the guests that we had on season one didn't do education geared towards it. And obviously being young and youthful and now doing, there's school courses for this. There's education and and university degrees, which is just amazing that that's, that's the way the world's going. So do you think that your degree helped you to get to where you are now? I think so. Because it was focused in games design, I did everything from, um, coding to modeling to animating it was a real mixed bag of stuff and that's really given me such a sort of wide knowledge base to work from for this because I can now build my own tools and I can animate and I can model things as and when we need them so it's given me like a really good base that I can build upon whilst I'm at Centroid and it's I definitely recommend people to look at courses like university might not be for them, but there's so many online courses that you can do that can teach you Maya, Motion Builder, Unreal because I mainly work in Unreal when it comes to virtual production. And explain to people listening what Unreal is. I know it's an engine from Epic. Yes. But explain how you use this and what that is. So Unreal Engine 4 is a games engine. And I use it by live streaming our data in from our capture software for live previs. So we can have a beautifully lit scene and have our character up and running around. And you can have a virtual camera. You can scout around the environment if you want, all while having the actor live in the scene in the environment you've already built. You can be completely immersed in your situation. Let's build upon that advice. It's great to do these online courses, even if you haven't done a university degree. Do you think, I mean, can you learn on the job with what you're doing? Or, or is this, you know, what, did, what do you look for if you were to employ somebody in your position? I mean, if you, you're looking for team members and things like that, what, what kind of personal skills do they need to have as well as the education? Someone who's in- interested and curious, because that's the main thing. It's, it's a hard job. It's semi-complicated. And, but 
if you're just interested and curious in creating and the technology behind it, we can help teach you and build upon the skills you have. Like it, you don't need a degree necessarily. Sure, it helps, but we can train you in all of the mocap side of things. If you've just got an interest and you want to learn and you just like to push boundaries and just help things grow, mocap's for you. That's wonderful. Yeah, we had um, Gerardo who works at EA Games and he was in uh, Frame Store. I don't know if you know, Jerry, but he um, he said the same thing about curiosity and interest and passion. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. You, you had a similar answer of... If you're curious and you're passionate and you're determined and you're excited and interested in this medium, which is so exciting, then that passion will bleed through and you'll ask the questions and you'll do the work and you'll so I mean, how would they if how would somebody apply for this? Is it are there jobs on recruitment sites or how do they get in touch with somebody like yourself if they wanted to work for you? So a lot of the times, if you want to apply for a mocap job, it'll be on LinkedIn, on someone's website, or even just on Facebook or on Twitter. There's just a random question asked like, hey, we're kind of looking for this. Get in touch, you know, let us know what you can do. I don't feel like there's so much like a traditional way of hiring anymore when it comes to mocap and VFX and that kind of thing. If you're interested and you have a skill set that you feel you could offer, just get in touch with places. The worst thing you're going to get is a no. I love that. Yeah. And that's great. And it's nice that this medium is open. And uh, thank you for, for letting us know. So how can we find you and follow your journey on social media and things like that? How do we how do we stay in touch with Katie and what you're up to? Do you post much about your jobs? I mean, when you're not on an NDA? I don't post a lot about my work because it's NDA all the time, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always get in touch with me on LinkedIn or Instagram, anything like that. I'm happy to answer any questions. What's your uh, Instagram at? It's at Sylvieberry. Oh, and how do we spell that? That's S-I-L-V-Y-B-E-A-R-Y. Well, Katie, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Thank you for Skyping us from London to LA today. Um, we are so thrilled to have you as a guest on season two. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Vicon, and I'm so excited that you got to use the Vicon system at university. That's really very cool that Vicon are providing that for students these days. Thank you so much for coming on, and we look forward to seeing the rest of your journey as your career progresses. I'm pretty sure that you're going to be one of the badasses at the top um, doing everything, and I hope one day that I'm on the stage where you are... Uh, you're supervising. Oh, I really hope so. It'd be great. <laughs> that would be so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. This recording was done by Formosa Interactive, a full-service post-production sound company. Among its many divisions, Formosa Group as a whole offers independent and AAA content creators end-to-end -end services, including voiceover, sound supervision, sound design, editorial, mixing and music for gaming, film, broadcast and other platforms. Visit www.formosagroup.com for more information. Thank you to Soundbox LA for editing this episode.